Welcome free thinkers. I'm Mickey Z and you're listening to a special preview episode of Post Woke, the New York City based podcast where we learn intellectual self-defense. To follow is just a small sampling of what Post Woke will be all about. Week after week, my guests and I will be talking about everything from current events to ancient history, from politics to pop culture, from sports to spirituality and far beyond. Now you may be wondering, who am I to put together such a podcast? Well, I'm the author of 12 books. I've appeared in at least a dozen movies, primarily due to my martial arts skills. I've given talks from coast to coast, including venues like MIT and Yale University, and I have participated in street activism for related to every issue you can possibly imagine. But now I see myself as a free agent, X everything, and yeah, post-woke. In other words, perfectly positioned to create a podcast with no censorship, no cancellations, no groupthink, no fake news, no corporate propaganda. We're not coming from the left or the right. On post-woke, it's all about nuance and context on an incredibly broad range of topics. And we'll get started with some of that right after this short break. Welcome back. Now, I'd like to introduce you to what I mean by this concept of intellectual self-defense. And to do that, I'm going to take you back a couple of years to a time when I was riding the Q101 bus here in Astoria, Queens. It was during the morning rush hour, and I found it interesting and kind of fun to watch the driver interact with his regular passengers. For many urban dwellers, this is the closest we come to experiencing community. However, one exchange really stood out to me. A weary man, maybe in his mid-sixties, labored his way up the steps and onto the bus. The driver looked him over and remarked with a chuckle, two more days. These three simple words seemed to make the tired man, along with a few other worn-out commuters, nod and smile with hope. You see, it was Wednesday, and these folks were essentially wishing away the next 48 hours of their meager time on earth so they could have permission to do what they really want to do on the weekend. As for what they would do with such so-called free time, I'll get to that in a moment, but let's first consider how intensely we're all conditioned. That's life. You can't win them all. Take the good with the bad. Hey, it could always be worse. It's always been like this. You can't fight City Hall. Besides, it's never going to change. We endlessly settle for less pain instead of demanding more pleasure. After a while, if you're not vigilant, it all starts to sink in, and far too many of us are willingly embracing mediocrity, even boredom, while ignoring or endorsing avoidable atrocities. Our humanity and our literal capacity for critical thought are relentlessly pounded out of us. No wonder it's so damn easy to not only get us to buy into this culture, but also to convince us to defend it with our very lives. As the situationists used to say, the real state secret is the misery of everyday life. Which brings me back to the concept of free time. Now, before I was banned from entering gyms for practicing bodily sovereignty, I did work in a variety of health clubs for much of my adult life. Exercise crazes and workout fashions came and went, but one disturbing trend endured. Each and every day, I would witness some of my fellow humans spending hours just wandering the premises. Sure, they would do some semblance of a half-assed workout, but mostly they'd talk, 
or people watch or yak on their cell phones or drink coffee. And most frequently they would stare gape really at one of the dozens of televisions that are an unavoidable presence in all such establishments. Now, if I pointed out a person like this to a coworker or a personal training client, the most common reaction I would get is, hey, they got nothing better to do. Now, if you combine this familiar outlook with the two more days concept I mentioned earlier, it becomes pretty damn depressing. I mean, how many of us toil at unfulfilling jobs, wishing away the work week so we can have free time only to discover that we've got nothing better to do? I would like to remind anyone who is regularly wishing away two more days that during those 48 hours, there was always something better to do. There is no reason to allow yourself to become so bored that sitting on your ass in a segregated gym watching Sports Center highlights seems like an acceptable option. It's time to snap out of it, get busy, and make today count. It's time to reinvent everyday life, steal it back from corporate propagandists, and reintroduce the joy of living. We can provoke dramatic changes simply by refusing to submit to the society form, societal formula we're presented with. Sometimes all it takes is thoughtful introspection to liberate oneself from the seductive, profit-motivated web and move into the realm of free thinking and individuality. We must break away from the omnipresent corporate message of work, consume, and obey authority without question. It can be our way of challenging the status quo and helping to create a society in which industrial pirates, murderous politicians, and vacuous celebrities are no longer the ideal we strive for. We cannot allow Hollywood, Madison Avenue, the government, or corporate America to define our needs because we know how we feel. It's time now to act on it. It's time now to rediscover the subversive pleasure of thinking for ourselves. And if this type of analysis and this type of approach appeals to you, I ask you to please subscribe to Post Woke wherever you get your podcasts because we will be launching soon. I ask you to join us to become part of an open-minded community of questioners, collectively developing our skills of intellectual self-defense, collectively choosing to fight back. And in the meantime, I urge you, keep your guard up.